Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. The following show is paid for by the LaHood Norton Law Group. The views and opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily represent those of WOAI and iHeartMedia. Welcome. This is Sidebar. Sidebar, a frank discussion on the law, life, and liberty. Sponsored by the LaHood Norton Law Group. And now, your objection sustained. Your hosts, Karen Klaus and former Bear County District Attorney, Nico LaHood. 1200 WOAI. You heard it right. Former Bear County DA Nico LaHood, trial lawyer, managing partner of LaHood Norton Law Group, and George Rujo, scholar, former chemist, and pharmaceutical researcher and director. This is Sidebar. Please check out sidebartv.com. That's where you can select the platform of, of your, your choice, choice to watch live. Sidebartv.com. And also consider becoming a supporter of the show. Karen, hey. are you a ventriloquist, or was that Saulo? It was Saulo. I know. I just said, hello, stranger. Yeah. How are you? I haven't Man, seen I'm, you I'm in a while. I'm very excited that a lot of people are joining uh, joining early, because normally you start to stream, and it takes a little while for people to trickle yes. in, and they're doing something else. But a lot of people are already joining in. Patty Kay, thank you for very much for joining us. Trisha, thank you. Jose Fernandez, thank you for joining us and sharing. Cindy Riggs, Patty Taylors, uh, Chris Westbrook, Ralph, Nancy, Shauna, Patty, Annette. Look at all these guys coming in. Lucy Castillo. Another Gina, beautiful Norma LaHood that I got to see yesterday. <laughs> I got to see nice. yesterday and uh, take a picture of her and her son and and, uh, and the mayor, request governor. Yeah, Mr. Sure. Abbott. Mr. Abbott. It's amazing. It's that was amazing. a good event, I heard. Yeah, yesterday. it was amazing. It was so beautiful. Like everybody, like when uh, your brother was talking and, 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 Gre- oh, and Greg was talking, bro, you can feel that everybody was like, we love, our, we love Texas. We love America. We love, you know what? We love our leaders. It felt it was a good environment. It was also awesome. Yeah, well, look, I'm proud of him. I mean, he's 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 kind of got done his own thing, gotten out of of the shadow of whatever shadow there was of my pop because my pop served as a county judge and a mental health judge and served our country and in the army and then myself, of course, as district attorney. And you know, that's got to be tough. You know, totally following in those footsteps. But then he's I've kind of sat back and from the cheap seats eating popcorn, supporting him in every you know any way I can. And he's done his own thing, and so I think he's found his stride. He's comfortable in his skin. And they had cute protesters outside, right? No, they was. <laughs> they had some cute, uh, cute protesters outside. Uh, really? Outside. And I'm like, I love that. And then we met a couple. That well, look, he's already... in good company. Hillary Clinton gets protesters. Ron Nuremberg yeah, gets protesters. Everybody gets protesters these days. Yeah, that was very cute. It's like but, they can't. They're not friends with anybody. But only certain politicians <laughs> get their own insurrection, right? That is so true. That is so true. <laughs> you didn't see any insurrections there. Ah, was no. it an insurrection? What then? Depends on how you vote. That is true. No, no insurrection. No, but it's but it's good. Good for him. I mean. Yeah, you know, I, awesome. obviously, you know, he's making noise. There was, well, but, but, you know, look, I mean, when, St- when Steve Allison, I say this as respectfully as I can, you know, doesn't want to debate and doesn't want to talk and doesn't want to defend his, his record. I mean, that tells you everything. Mm-hmm. And then you're talking, you're dealing with a politician versus someone who wants to be a public servant. And I've always made that distinction between a statesman and a, and a, and a mere, po- I don't like politicians. I was a crappy politician because I don't tell people what they want to hear. I tell them the truth. I hopefully I do it the best way I can, depending on the circumstances. And that's it. Let the chips fall where they may. And, and so we're, I think people are tired of politicians. You're in politics because you're advocating for something and you have a set of ideas advocated by a group of people because you want to affect the affairs of your community. That's our working definition of politics. But, but, but people don't like politicians when you look at it as a profession over a passion. If we've gotten to a point where we're looking at politics as a profession, that's not a profession yeah. to me. That's a, that's a service. It should be humbling. There's a huge responsibility when it comes along with it. And a lot of people don't look at it that way, and I think I think it's time for Mr. Allison because of his voting record, what he says and what he does are two different things. My pop taught us a lot of things. He taught Mark the same thing. Talk is cheap. He didn't realize it was James one twenty two. I don't think, but but talk is cheap. Actions speak louder than words, and so you can say whatever you want. It's what you what do you do? Mm. Don't talk good. Do good. There's a difference. Hopefully, you get both. But but in the end, are you doing good? And I think Mark's going to be good for that section. Uh, that Abbott area. was talking, and he kept and, and your brother was in the back. Right. Uh, and he kept going. Yeah. And, and, and then Mark, like you could tell, like 
we're doing this because we're talking and there's a plan and yeah. and it was a that was awesome to see. Well, look, look to the governor's credit, I mean, he's doing things. Mm-hmm. I mean, our federal government has failed us. Mm-hmm. And 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 good for Governor Abbott. But whether people can complain oh, yeah. about oh it's too late, better late than never. Who cares? He's doing it. I mean, he's doing what he needs to do. He's taking on the fight. Ken Paxton, whatever you feel about him, he's up to you. That's it's your. Per- but they're doing things to protect Texas, which ultimately is protecting the country. Yeah. And and Governor Abbott and Ken Paxton need allies. They need the state reps. They need state senators to. Do- and I wish there was more Democrats in this in, in in this conversation. I really do. I think there's some on the border, but I wish there was more Democrats. In this conversation, that's a great picture, out. So I wish there was more Democrats because this is about our country. Yeah, you know, and we're going to talk about this with the Supreme Court and the Colorado decision, and and, and getting people on understanding what are our rules of engagement, so we can go back to disagreeing on politics and debating. You can't debate if you're not comfortable. Look what's happening in New York. Look what's happening with that villain, that shooter in Times Square. Mm-hmm. Yeah. New York's destroyed. Yeah. I mean, people are fed up. I mean, I, I watched a clip of, of Michael Rappaport, who I oh yeah previously just David? couldn't. He used to make yeah. me throw up when I just Same. heard his voice. Very interesting. But he was on with Patrick Bed yeah. David. Yeah. And, and I, I thought that was a fascinating clip that I saw. I haven't watched the whole thing. I, but this, we need to encourage more people to come back over. Come back over and, and say, look, this is sanity. And so we need to do that because we have to save this country. Did and you notice not- that normally when I see two people that are, that are on opposite sides, like with Bill Maher, they're just having a conversation. Mm-hmm. But with Rappaport, I don't know if you noticed. Oh, you didn't see the whole thing, right? I didn't see the whole thing, but tell you me. Maybe tell I saw that, that Patrick David was making him think. He was like, oh, my goodness. these guys." Well, he right. asked for the part that I saw. is like, what do you think, Patrick? I respect you. Yeah. And you always conduct yourself with class. Yeah. I mean, it was a very interesting. Th- yeah. I got to watch the whole thing. But it was. Uh, you should watch it. Value yeah. Entertainment, Patrick Bed David. Had an interview on a, on a podcast with with that Michael Rappaport guy who was just a rabid Trump hater, and he just said, "Look, it's on the table." And this guy Biden's a joke. So sorry, Karen. No, oh, are we talking to? I'm sorry, I'm just man. kidding. Sal- I'm just Sal- kidding. Sal- I'm just George. kidding. <laughs> this guy, you can't shut him up. <laughs> well, y- y- what do you, you know- think, Salo? Yeah, yeah. Let's go. Well, continue. The, the question really, though, is how much of this translates into votes? Mm. How much does this translate a into a point. political movement that gets us back on the right course? So I'm, I'm with you guys. I'm I'm of the same sentiment. These are these are hopeful moments. I'm I'm just hoping that there's enough of them and there's enough inertia created by them to actually lead to a political shift in the country. And that's what I'm skeptical I about. Yeah. And I isn't that awful always, though I, that I you have to be, to be skeptical of, when things are so blatant in our face, but you know, we still think that Biden is inching ahead. Karen, I, I I've have kind of a reputation of being somewhat of a killjoy at a party. And, and I don't, I don't, I don't mean to be. I really don't mean to be because I, you know, I'm, I'm a, I'm a Christian person, and so by definition, I'm hopeful. You know, Christ brings us hope, and so that, that's, uh, that, that sense of hope uh, is pervasive in, in everything that I do. But when it comes to American politics um, and and what's going on in the country, um, I, I, I'm, I'm not very hopeful, and I'm not hopeful that these things will coalesce into a movement. That will get us back on course. I'm not hopeful yet. I wish to be hopeful. I think that there's things that we can do to 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 sort of to to be hopeful. Um, I I'm just not there. George, I'm just, I'm just not there because you've said that several times. That I don't know how these this this moves the needle. Let me ask you this: What do you think moves the needle? Like at, like what kind of situations you would say? Oh, this would move the needle. Yeah. Well, look. I think uh, I look to Congress as our elected representatives. I do. They represent the people. They're as close as we're going to get. I know people are probably rolling their eyes. Are you serious, Congress? I mean, they've got an approval rating. It's in the basement for a reason. I'm saying the way this country is set up, you should be look to, looking to your legislative representatives as a pulse of what the people are thinking, gotcha. of what the people care about. Because they represent their sentiment. Yes, that's right. And, and so I, I have traditionally done that. And I, we, we just can't do that. We just can't do that, unfortunately, anymore. And this week was just one more example, Nico, of how we can't do that anymore, of how there's a substantial gap between what our, regist- our, our elected representatives are doing and what motivates them and where the people are at and what they say on Main Street. Um, and, and so that doesn't, that doesn't bring me a whole lot of hope here. There's, there's just an, an, a huge gap between our elected representatives and the average American you know, citizen. That's unacceptable. I, I think I want to add to what you're saying, because I, I know you well. Hopeful versus expectant. See, I am hopeful. These type of, and I know you are hopeful too, George, because I know mean, you trust the Lord ultimately, and whatever He decides for us to go through, He'll allow us to. But 
but but I'm hopeful with these incidents, th- these situations, when you see Joe Rogan waking up, when you see a Russell Brand make a complete shift from the way he was five years ago. And a Killer Mike? Gosh. Well, who? Killer Mike, the rapper. He won three Grammys. Uh-huh. And then uh, Bill Maher asked him about Joe Biden. And he says, don't look at a politician. Look at their policy. That's right. I, I did hear yeah. about that. So, I did hear about Ma- that. Killer Mike is very influential in the rap black community. But see, but this is my point. Yeah. This, how is that not hopeful? That's what I was now, asking him. Now, whether it translates. So, totally. Now, what totally. I don't do is I'm not expectant. I don't let my guard down. We got to keep going. It's like, oh, look, things are changing. Let's let our guard down. Like when the red wave that was coming. Like, totally. I mean, when, when, when I heard people, I said, man, that, that just irritates the crap out of me. When you start expecting things, all oh, the red wave, and yeah. you'll, we'll show you, and we're going to do this, and we're going to, look, Trump's going to win in a landslide. Just shut up and just win in a landslide. How about that? Just make it happen, and then you can say whatever you want. Get there first. I can't stand the crap talkers. I don't want Kurt to bleep me out. But, I mean, you just 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 do it. Do it stealth. Do it. Make, make, make waves and make movements mm-hmm. yeah. to where things are, are significant enough to where George sees this where people like george can see things happen do you feel it i feel something yeah and pain is a good motivator yeah i mean you you pain is a great motivator i mean you see I mean, that guy michael rapport was ragging on gavin newsom mm-hmm. what if we replaced biden i don't want any of their ideas yeah, yeah. i left california because of gavin newsom he's got oh the guy with the good hair screw that he said no chance he's are you voting for a kamala or biden he goes no chance no ch- i mean look that's good stuff yeah. now now, to George's point, does it translate? This is where we have to go to the next step and make sure that we have our voting procedures procedures in place and that we don't let our guard down to the very end. You can lose a, a race at the end. Oh, totally. All the way to the finish line. Okay. We have topics galore. And vote we're gonna, Mark LaHood. Please vote, All District vote for him. Exactly. Yeah. We'll be right back with more on Sidebar. Under WOAI, this is a sidebar. Nobody George. yet. Who is that? Who's it? Here comes the rain again. That's your rhythmics. Oh, wow, look at that. Kurt gives a thumbs up, and it's a win. George, you're <laughs> I'm telling you, he's Casey Kaiser. He Casey really Kaiser. is. Casey. Remember that fool? Yeah, that voice. Yeah, you're up listening to that, dude. Casey. Yeah. I tell you, I'm, I'm aging myself. I love it. Anyway. There were so many things going on this week, and I don't know. We haven't even talked about where we're going to start. Are we going to start with uh, Biden being cleared of any wrongdoing because but he's he's, still dumb. he has I lost know. that mental sharpness? Or are we going to no talk memory. about the... He's got no memory. What, what did they say? He's got no memory. Of your Poor, own memory. Ch- Poor memory. Poor memory. I yes. mean, of your own child dying. If you can't remember a date on that, I just don't, I don't buy that because when your mom dies, your dad dies, you, it's pretty significant. And even that tiny little thing, whether it has to do with politics or not, it, it made me think, wow, but is it enough to say, okay, no wrongdoing because you are not, you have no mental clarity. And so you can't be blamed for documents in your your garage. We're going to, we're going to talk about that. We're going to dissect the, the Supreme Court situation Please, yes we got there's also a border issue with with the bill and then also there's a case out of michigan where the mom was found guilty of manslaughter with her son the one that shot up the school now whether we talk about that on the radio or we do the after show but but getting back to biden i think it's, it's, it's a catch-22 so he's a, he's quote-unquote not absolved he if you listen to it carefully he wasn't absolved of wrongdoing they just they kind of went Comey on him. They went like James Comey. Went, yeah. Well, yeah, you know, yeah. there's enough to go forward here, but no jury's going to convict him. That's not the role of an investigator. That's the role of a prosecutor. When you turn that into their in for us, when we're in the DA's office, you turn it into the intake section. There's usually a prosecution guide. You give some tips. There can be a recommendation of, of, of the investigatory agency, but ultimately that's a prosecutor. And then, then you have to make a distinction with is there probable cause to move forward? Then you make a determination. Well, can we prove the case beyond a reasonable doubt? Okay, those are different determinations by different organizations or different overviewers, and it's not the investigatory. So I thought it was interesting that they said, look, essentially, he did it willfully. Remember, back then, he didn't have any mental issues that we saw. And let's dissect that. Let's dissect the the notion of willful and intent, because I I, I thought that they were were really trying to thread the needle there. And I think they – I'm not sure that they did it as well as as they had hoped, and it almost seemed self-contradictory. So the, the 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 report found that there was, in their words, a shortage of evidence uh, proving that Biden intentionally violated the law, and that that's not the standard, by the way. <laughs> right, exactly, and that they said that hey, there's there's other innocent explanations. 
that we that we can think of um, that we were not able to refute. Um, and but, but at the same time, they said that, quote, he willfully retained and disclosed qualified materials. So what is the difference between willfully retaining and disclosing qualified materials and and intentionally doing so? So it seems to me I have to have an intent to do something that then informs my will or the other way around. Right. It's yeah. it's an act of I, I just think it's a distinction without a difference. And I was hoping that maybe we could try to hash through that because it's like they, they were giving with one hand and taking taking with the other. Well, look, so, they're trying to uh, avoid the verbiage that they think is, is going to line up with the statute. But the problem is intent is not in the statute, from my understanding. It, 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 it's more of a gross negligence standard. So but my point is, but then there's different ways to do it. It's whether you're willfully holding on these documents, whether you obstructed justice. What did you do? When did he do it? Did he have any claim? To any presidential immunity. I mean, remember, he was a senator and a vice president. Right. The presidential back then. Records Act There's does completely not apply. Distinction on There's so many ways to dissect this thing. But in the end, they, they, they gave with one hand and took with the other. Yeah. They said, hey, we're not going to prosecute you. Why? Because you're an incompetent, harmless, well meaning old dude man. that so, doesn't know what the hell he's doing. So just to be clear, he didn't intend to break the law. He intended to uh, retain classified documents because he did. He intended to do that and he intended to disclose them because he did he disclosed them in 2017 to mark zwanitzer who was his ghostwriter so he intended to do that he just didn't intend to break the law in the course of doing those things and and so to your point intending to break the law isn't actually part of the statute no only the willful retention that's part. right so the bottom line is and that's why these and th- here we go again it, it was i almost had like a james comey moment again yeah. Where the no reasonable prosecutor standard, who the hell came up with that other than James Comey? Mm. No reasonable prosecutor will prosecute <laughs> Hillary Clinton, right? There was no intent to which LaHood would say and any other any other lawyer uh, who knows what the hell they're doing would say, well, intent's not part of this conversation. It's about willfully doing something and actually breaking the law in the process. So the, both those standards were met. So the question is, will he be prosecuted? And here we go again. No reasonable prosecutor. No jury will convict him. And this was unbelievably embarrassing. I read somewhere, and I think it's true, Nico, it would have been better for him to be indicted, in my view, because he can always fight those charges in court and maybe win. I don't know that he would win, it's, but at it's least... It's never better to be indicted, but okay. <laughs> I well, see that opinion. Uh, okay, but now you have an official record from a special counsel appointed by his own I agree with that. attorney general yep. that basically says he's mentally incompetent and he's the president of the United States. 100%. So... um I don't know. You got a, you got a, you got two piles of crap, and you have to pick which one stinks more. Well, at his age, I, he should pick this pile of crap that says, "I'm incompetent. I'm not going to be facing any charges. Live out the rest of your life, however long it is, with your grandchildren, even the ones you don't want to claim. Just go, do, go live your life. Just that's what he should but do." But instead, he blamed his staff. <laughs> but instead, during this press conference, he blamed his staff. And look, and speaking of the staff, I'm curious. What staff members that have been shielding him this whole time aren't going I, to anymore? Well, well, I, did did they did they did they walk him out to the plank? Okay, Joe, you know you want to be an you know arrogant dude. You don't want to see the writing on the wall. Doctor Biden, I just think that's cruel the way that these people have treated him. They're going to send him out on the plank to to let that happen. That was ridiculous. Like and we're starting to see conference. more and more leaks in the aftermath of this. Now there's a leak that has just come out that says the Biden administration has been pressuring Merrick Garland. To be more direct and more speedy in, in their prosecution of Trump. Um, and then now we can understand why. Get him out of my way so I have a chance of winning re-election. You know? So you're going to see, I think, more and more leaks. That's yep. a great point. I didn't think about that. I think how many of these people who were previously shielding him aren't going to shield him anymore because this guy's a walking powder keg. And I, I'm trying to figure out which was worse. Is the report worse or was Biden's defense mm. in the aftermath in that presser? Which one was worse? I think the I, report was worse. And then the, 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 the weak defense just bolstered the report yeah exactly so he, he ended up basically saying hey he's right while saying that he was wrong i i i was a little i found a little cringy that that he he outright disputed statements of fact in the report so the report said that he willfully retained classified documents biden denied it yeah the report said that that he willfully disclosed that he denied it and we know that he did and and so and then in the process, he gets, of course, the Egyptian leader and the Mexican leader. That was 
conflated in the middle of defending yeah. that his mental acuity is intact. Yeah, he can't figure out the difference between Abdul Fattah al-Sisi from Egypt and Manuel Obrador from Mexico when talking about, you know, exactly distant cousins so he couldn't he couldn't get those things right while defending that his memory was intact the the the, the press was actually no pun intended pressing him yeah. as they should but this is my point these and are the he writings was, he was kind of hostile wait, wait, he was, yeah, he was anyway. angry he was partisan and and yeah an angry partisan old man who was clearly not Which, there? And who you couldn't hear, remember? You hear some of these pundits defend by saying, "Well, what Biden did was different than what Trump did because Biden cooperated." Man, I, I deal with people that cooperate all the time, but doesn't mean they still don't get prosecuted. It just it, it it affects the end result of the case. So, I mean that that's not the reason why he cooperated. He didn't cooperate. That doesn't mean that he didn't do the crime and they can't satisfy the elements or that we can't satisfy the the legal standard we have at this I, point to even charge him in the I, first place. And I think it was dishonest. I do. And, and I, part, I, I didn't part, like that her had to throw in there this quick, you know, on the way out, distinction between Biden and the Trump case. Yeah. Totally unnecessary. Um, let Jack Smith worry about that. You focus on your own no, job. But do you Make know sure why? You do it right. Uh, yes, go ahead. About why? Yes. Think about why. Yes, I mean, I, this is a great point, but think about Because he knows what this looks that, like. That's exactly well, right. Like, oh, crap. Exactly. What am I going to do with this? Why? Well, I better make some distinction or at least make some failed attempt at a distinction of why Trump's being treated different than Biden. I mean, this this to me, to me, and I think a lot of people too, not just me, puts on full display a lot of things. Biden's incompetence, not on the on the stage. It's bad enough on stage. Yes. This is five hours of behind doors conversations with your aides. Um, no doubt he had lawyers with him. He could have taken breaks. It wasn't like he was on the stand. And he couldn't recall many things when he was vice president. His son's passing, unfortunately. I mean, in his defense of that, a lot of different things, by the way. They said his, his mental faculties were diminished. I mean, those are strong statements in this. So we have an official report that is, that is establishing what everybody knew. And in private, not just on stages where he doesn't know where to exit. That's number one. And where does this lay out? What, what, how does this play out to him? And, and, and then now you have her saying, I know what this exactly. looks politically. Now you see this two-tier justice system. I mean, that's on display as well, too. I mean, I, I know we overuse that term, but it's an appropriate term. When you have this, this group of people or individuals treated one way and these another way, that's a two-tiered system of justice because you have the law that applies both of them. Lady Justice wears the blind for both people, uh, wears the blindfold for both people. So I think those two things were on full display from this report. Yeah, and, and I wonder, they keep coming back to criminal intent. Hmm. You know, and, and I'm, I'm, just, I'm just wondering where that's coming from. Where, where is that coming? Where's the, where's the precedent for that? Can't be James Comey. What's the precedent for continuing to bring this criminal intent notion, even though the statute doesn't require it? I mean, so, and who's going to call bull on that? No one. This goes. This basically goes nowhere. It was one giant attempt to exonerate him, but I think in the process, Nico, <coughs> they didn't exonerate him. I mean, not politically. I mean, I, politically. I, think, I think this is politically very devastating. Handy. Very, 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 de very devastating. And I don't know how he comes back from it. And you got all kinds of people calling for the twenty fifth amendment now uh, to be invoked, um, and as as it should. But I know people are thinking, yeah, I know you get rid of Biden, and who do you get? You get the illustrious and the very mentally competent and, and highly moral uh, Kamala Harris. And where does that leave us? So I know we're picking our poisons right back to that again. But but I want to get back to the skepticism because I know this hits home to you uh, from from a from a justice system perspective. You've got, as I mentioned, to, we were talking on the phone the way in here. You have basically Washington cronies calling and hiring and bringing in and appointing other Washington cronies to go after Washington cronies. And in the end, not a single Washington crony is held accountable. And people wonder, you know, <laughs> people wonder why should we even believe anything that comes out of these guys' mouth? So when I said early on that I wasn't hopeful, I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful in God. I'm hopeful in his unfailing love through Christ. <laughs> you know, I'm hopeful in my wife. I'm hopeful in my friends. I'm hopeful in people that I trust. I'm not hopeful in the political process because I believe, Nico, I'm, I, and I'm, I, I really do, that, that we're reaching a point where we're sort of hopelessly corrupt. There are too many people on the take. And I don't know that there are enough individuals, that there are enough institutions um, that, that, that can coalesce around righteousness to get us back on track. And I'm, and so that that's that's my curiosity. Well, it starts with and one that's person. My and Martin Luther King probably thought the same thing. 
I mean, everybody. So when people say, oh, I'm just one person, but you're still one person. And then you have that, that, that truly that trickle domino effect that can happen when that right person with the right courage and the right wisdom moves forward and understands the, the, the consequences, good and bad, of their decisions. And then it inspires other people. I mean, I, I'm encouraged by Argentina. I'm encouraged by mm-hmm. El Salvador. I'm encouraged by, was it Norway or whatever? The, the guy with the wacky hair, too, looks like trying to Trump. I don't know what but I mean, the, the, this, this type of leadership, this non-political, non-establishment kind of FU leader is what people want because they're tired. Pain is a great motivator. We've said this many times on the show. When the pain of staying the same exceeds the pain of changing, then, man, I'll change. I want to change. Pain is a good motivator. And people in New York are in pain. People in California are in pain. Gavin Newsom can smile all he wants and call, you know, and comb his hair. And he's a great talker. He's got tremendous charisma. He has it. You can do that all you want. And you're, the only hope you have is that you can just have these people in a state of delusion that they're like, okay, yeah, things are great. Things are great. Um, I love you while I'm hitting you type deal. Um, that, that's the only hope they have. And people are waking up. So I'm hopeful in that. And, and, and this, is this a, I don't know if this is the cracking of the iceberg. I'm not sure, but we got to keep fighting till the end, obviously. And the more people that wake up, the more hopeful I become. I want to, hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Be hopeful, but sadly, I'm but kind of like. Right? <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're going to take a break and we'll be right back with more on Sidebar. WOAI. This is Sidebar. Remember, go to SidebarTV.com. Join us online. And who could it be now? Who could it be now? It could be George, because he's the only one sitting in here. Where's that other guy? That's Men at Work, right? Yes. I think so, yeah. Is that Men at Work, Kurt? Is that like 1981 or 82 or 3? That's ridiculous. Anyway, figure it out. Crazy. Get a life, George, please. It's Men at Work. You're like uh, Ben Shapiro's rap song. You didn't like it. I didn't hear it, but I don't like you his never, regular voice. No, bro, I, I don't even like the way his voice sounds. This is true. This is true. Right. They had to slow him down. He, Tom McDonald, the writer of the song, or the cool writer, and the guy that told him to slow down because he talks too fast for a rap song. <laughs> Borderline Eminem. Because Eminem is the goat in regards to rapping that fast. Amazing. Rapper, Number one, worldwide. What is? The, the Ben Shapiro song. He became rap worldwide song. for 13 no days. Way. For 13 days, he became number one. And then he... I got to hear it now. Yeah. Damn. You ever heard it? No, Daddy. I don't listen to that crap. Oh, my goodness. He it's says just he's... funny. His, 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 his wallet is like Lizzo. His money... Fat. His pockets are know. fat. Yeah. Okay. Everybody was just like right. laughing well, good for him. at that. Why did he do it? For fun. Oh, okay. So this is more of a it's joke a, just to get Tom, out of his You don't his know Tom McDonald? No. Tom McDonald is this guy. He, he records his own music. He's not with the label. He sends out CDs. He still writes them. He's against the whole industry of music. Sure. And he's still number one, whatever. And he very anti-woke. Mm. Very anti-woke. You listen oh. to his music. Well, I like Impressive. <laughs> I'm, I'm perplexed on how I'm going to transition that back to the right, special no, guys, counsel's guys. report. <laughs> but maybe Karen can help me. She's the master <laughs> of transition senses. I, I, um, no offense against Ben Shapiro. But I was hoping to share what I think is the most devastating paragraph uh, in the report uh, with you guys. Quote, we have also considered that at trial, Mr. Biden would likely present himself to a jury as he did dur- during our interview of him as a sympathetic, well-meaning, yeah. elderly man with a poor memory. Based on our direct interactions with and observations of him, he is someone for whom many jurors will want to identify reasonable doubt. It would be difficult to convince a jury that they should convict him by then a former president well into his 80s, of a serious felony that requires a mental state of willfulness. Which, by the way, they just said he qualified for. Yeah. We conclude the evidence is not sufficient to convict. Mm. And we decline to recommend prosecution of Mr. Biden for his retention of the classified Afghanistan documents. Those are, By the way, these are the documents that he disclosed to his ghostwriter, Documents that contained military and and other other policy 
other information, which are obviously very highly classified. So listen to that paragraph. Number one, that's politically devastating. This This guy has a tough time knowing when he was senator. Yeah, they actually quoted him. Was was I senator in 2009? And they quoted him. Was was I a vice president? When was I vice president in 2017? Uh, They they were sort of, you know, rhetorically quoting him and that he couldn't remember even when his his son, Bo, um, had died. Um, he couldn't remember. He, he couldn't remember the 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 saint or on on the cross that his son that he wore ever since his son passed away in the middle of the press conference, and he I think he kind of feigned like he was emotional. I'm not trying to take away from that. I think you're referring to the church, the <laughs> church where they have services. I thought it was every a cro- year. I thought it was he, he said said a, rosary. a rosary. A rosary. He said he a rosary. Yeah, the, the rosary from his son, but that but he couldn't remember that he got in any. From from Our Lady, the, and then he couldn't finish him. that, and that's the church where they have all, all I'm saying services. Is, ever you couldn't remember that. I, I make I'm mean, obviously as a daddy now, and you know I can't imagine what my parents went through when my brother passed away, our older brother passed away. But I mean, if I ever forget August fifteenth, nineteen ninety six, then then you have to find a why. Exactly. What's going on? What, what's going exactly. on in your mind, Nico, that you forgot August fifteenth, yeah. nineteen ninety six? I mean, and that's that's and again, he wasn't under pressure. He's talking about it now. Can emotion take over? Sure. I don't know how emotional that conversation, that portion of it was. I don't know what was going on behind those doors. We're just getting people's perceptions of it. And so, but look, it's obvious. This report, that report, that's right there is what people were talking about. That yes. is horrible. How's that not going to be on every campaign ad from Trump? Yes. I mean, you know, and, and Trump, Trump responded by saying, hey, remember, this didn't just happen two weeks ago. This happened when he was at his mental sure. prime, sure. actually. So what's up with that? And Trump is demanding that his case be thrown out. Because it's selective yeah. prosecution, I think he's got. I think he's got a good argument for that. This idea, I, I don't like. Here's what I didn't like. I didn't finish this thought. Sorry, Nico. It's okay. Is that I didn't like the idea that Trump had somehow obstructed the classified docs investigation. He had been working with the National Archives. Every news source agrees with that. He had been working it, working with the National, negotiating with the National Archives. And by the time that FBI broke into, yes, the raid on Mar-a-Lago. I don't remember such a thing happening with Biden. By the time the FBI raided Mar-a-Lago, he had been working with the National Archives. Correct. And and he had specifically said he was going to retain certain documents because as former president of the United States, he believed he had a right to do so. And that's not it's unprecedented. completely different. Yeah, I, I agree so with you So the 100%. idea that he obstructed, yeah. like he just sat there and obstructed, is just BS. It's no, no, just but he dishonest. actually took instruction from them and added an extra lock. A lock. He did. Correct. I mean, so th- it's completely different. So you have... Tr- he actually took instruction from the FBI because the FBI had visited well, well, prior to the raid. And they'd met before and he's saying, look, I'm under the impression I have the authority to have these things. So I'm not going to give something back that I don't have to. That's I right. I mean, if everybody else has done this, so That's let's right. talk about it. That's the kind of the, the, the takeaway that I've gotten and we haven't talked about that in such a long time or looked at it. But it's completely Which different. Obama has done and Bush has done and Clinton well, has done and practically every, every, every president. president but yeah. Joe Biden, now, if he keeps something from this point forward, if he remembers it, that's different. He wasn't a president back then. This that's is right. apples and oranges. This is not the same. So He was a senator and he was a, a vice, vice president. president 100%. And both of these right. happened after those tenures. Right. So there is, there is no defense there. And so Trump has every right to push this. This is a gift for Trump. It the idea that there's the, the idea that there's no intersection between two, that's nonsense. This is a total gift for Trump. You know, to your point about the Mar-a-Lago thing, I mean, you know, one of the things, Saul, that, that, that Michael Rappaport was saying that convinced him about Trump, this is the portion that someone sent me, was that the whole um, North there's good people on both sides. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he said that was just false. And, he and, said, and when I heard the whole thing... Changed my mind. Well, do what he, what, I have to respect him. Because, look, I've, I've busted his chops, too. I mean, I've gone right back after the Rappaport because he just irritated the crap out of me. The way he was just so loathing and hateful. And he goes, I was wrong. I mean, I, I, any yeah, person that bro, can say oh, they yeah. can humble themselves. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I got to watch the whole thing because what I saw, I liked. I mean, he was very reasonable. He was talking back. I think the whole environment, being around Patrick and his crew, yeah. the way they conduct themselves. The same thing he did how to they Bill reason, He gave yeah. him information. Yep. And you see what the other guy said, told Michael Rappaport, let me just tell you what's going to happen. You're going to vote for Trump. I know. I saw that part. <laughs> That's the point. Look, when, when, yeah, when, exactly when right. Patrick was on with Bill Maher, what he told him, he goes, oh, I wish we could have Gavin instead of Biden. Because, you know, we, 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 yeah. we call up balls and strikes on Bill. Bill does good things. Other things irritate the crap out of us. But but he goes, because Gavin's a winner. And then Patrick just goes, how is he a winner? What's he winning? Yeah, what, what are the numbers? Tell me the numbers. You're a results guy. I mean, yeah. you're, you have a great show. You've been on top for how long? 
you're you're a, you're a very needed voice and What's, classic bill and he goes like classic uh, bill emotional like i just don't I, I, you guys i don't look at the news he always does that like well, oh, when you he guys. tries to bill's great at deflecting and so so is the left they deflect yeah, yeah right i mean they'll, they'll talk about something else then he starts joking and he gave him an out but yeah. you start asking just simple questions karen it's like what can, yeah. what does that mean to you how did you get there what evidence do you have to support that forget the sound bite let's get deeper we need to have more conversations like that, and I think that's what we saw. And not to steal your thunder, Karen, mm -hmm. but that's exactly what we saw at the United States Supreme Court this week. Those kinds of questions that you're talking about were happening. I hope people get a chance to, to watch it. I don't know if they can still watch it. I watched part of it uh, and then read that tra transcript. Look at the back and forth. Look at the questioning, and you can see the left can't handle mm -hmm. honest, informed questioning. They don't believe in having to answer your questions. Why the hell should I answer your question? I'm morally superior to you. Remember, you're Hitler. So you, you're, you're not even human. You're subhuman. You're an evil person. You're not even a person. I shouldn't have to answer your questions. I don't give a crap about your ideas because they, they're ideas from a non-human. And so uh, I'm just going to shut you up. So we're going to make Trump invisible. We're going to make we're going to anybody who supports Trump's going to be invisible Politics of power, again, versus politics of persuasion. What you saw at the United States Supreme Court this week was the opposite of that. And, and I thought, I, I, that gave me a little bit of hope. The I'll whole word insurrection seemed to be <laughs> missing from that hearing. What was that all about? I hey, mean, That was a due process question. So Trump's lawyers didn't even want to get there. They're like, man, there's, such a, there's an easier way to get this thing kicked out and not even address the due process portion. The due process part meaning, okay... You're going to kick him out. Let's say that you have the authority because there's different. Do, do you, is this an enabling statute that enables you? Do you have the authority to do it? Do we want the yep. state to be able to unilaterally be able to do this to any candidate? That those are those issues that were really at, at yep. display there. But then when you get to the due process question, he's not even been charged with insurrection. Let's say that you can do it. Yep. Let's say you have an enabling statute that Congress has in, in, you know, empowered. Exactly. But, okay, check, check, check for argument's sake. But did he even commit insurrection? Did he even, has he been, what's the standard to convict someone of insurrection? Is it negligence? Is it recklessness? Is it intent? What is it? Has he been, has he, has he been gone through a, a jury of his peers? Who made that determination? So that was the due process question that Trump's lawyers rightfully didn't even want to get. So, so they didn't even attack that but issue. But they didn't have to because Kavanaugh basically made the argument that you just made. Kavanaugh did that. That's what I thought was, was, was stunning. He actually said, Trump hasn't even been charged with it. Yeah, but but well, yeah, but th that's why it didn't come up. But Trump's lawyers didn't even want them to consider that. No, but yeah. I mean, it's great that Trump's lawyers didn't even have to consider yeah, or that, push that's it exactly. because you had a justice doing it. Let them do that. That's like their default position. And so, what I thought was interesting, I didn't listen to the whole thing. I was talking to Patrick, and I've, I've heard George. I know George watched, listened to it all, but I, I listened to enough and read enough about it. What my understanding was, and I thought. I thought Patrick's takeaway was interesting. Okay. He said that I couldn't identify any justice that was in favor of Colorado. Now, he made the distinction. Sotomayor is in her own category, right? I mean, yeah. she's, she's just a, an advocate. She's, a, she's she a, weirdly quiet <clears throat> relative to the rest of the justices on this. Yeah, yeah. but what I'm saying is but, but for Jackson to hang on on what she hung on, yeah. Justice Jackson hung on to her issue of whether the statute. Dis, Disuniformity was her issue. Yeah, did, did this you even include the, multiple, the president? Various states have multiple standards. So you're going you're gonna to ensue chaos from here on. And because you can't have multiple states, you can have 50 different standards for whether you keep or retain a national candidate, which will open up another can of worms of whether states should even be engaged in disqualifying national candidates versus state-level candidates. Wasn't that Kagan's issue? Jackson's was more of on the president, right? Whether the president was included in Section the, 3? The, the word that, that uh, she was concerned about was disuniformity and Kagan also. Um, Got it. But, but I think that this is what we have to be hopeful about in, those, in that discourse is that there was a, they share, they all share those, seem to share those concerns. Different levels of, of intensity, but they all seem to share those concerns. And there's a bunch of them that came up. We should hash through a few of them more. Okay, we're going to take a break, and we'll be right back with more on Sidebar. Twelve hundred WOAI. This is Sidebar. Remember, join us after the show. We will continue the show at SidebarTV.com. That's where you can find a platform to watch. George, we're going to end up with this exact thing that you have been talking about for weeks now, and that's the law that they keep on trying to put on President Trump that really kind of doesn't have him fitting into the law. First of all, Karen, Nico, I was really impressed with Jonathan Mitchell. 
Uh, he was the, the former solicitor general from Texas who was um, uh, pushing back on on the activists that are trying to side with um, with Colorado uh, and and their lawyer with Jason Murray. I found Jason Murray um, emotional. I thought he he grounded his arguments, if you can call them that, in everything but the Constitution. He started his comments by calling it a violent act on January. Six um, and and you know there's there's a, a legitimate debate on that. Again, it, it was it was obviously and objectively a mostly peaceful event with with some instances of criminal trespassing. I'm not diminishing what happened. I'm just calling it for what it actually is. Hardly an insurrective act. This is how he began the hearing, and then he says, "I I, I thought this was stunning." He equated what happened on January twenty uh, January sixth with. The, the War of 1812. I, I, I kid you not, where the British, obviously a military event, burned the capital in 1812. And he, and he equated this with 1812. I found that stunning with the 1812 event. I, 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 I don't even know what to say to that. But this is the kind of emotional intensity that he brought into Right into it. And then he began to diminish all the arguments that we've heard. The arguments of, hey, does this even apply? This is where Thomas, I thought, really did a great job and gave him a real history lesson where he went back to the Civil War. He, he talked about Reconstruction, the period between 1865 and 1877. Um, and he talked about, hey, in the aftermath of the Civil War, you had a plethora, that was the word he used. There were a plethora of Confederates running around. You would think at that time that they would have been running for state and national offices. That, that, that you would have seen all kinds of states disqualifying those national candidates. Can you give me an example? And he couldn't provide a single example. I heard it was a turkey shoot for that dude. <laughs> I mean, that was just... Okay, I'm I mean, scratching the surface. You're right. This I happened mean, it was terrible. over and over and over and over again. It was terrible. I, I, Rightfully I, so. But, but I didn't like... Roberts got a little animated because the, about the notion of, hey, you, you end up disenfranchising you brought up this point a few minutes ago. Well, the entire country, does the state really have a right to do that? And then he called, Jason Murray called those concerns frivolous. To which Robert says, these aren't frivolous well, concerns. Are look, you kidding me? I, I think what, you, what, I think what, you're, what, you're, what George is illustrating is, 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 is the consequences of this. I think they were really settling into the gravity of the consequences. You know, Kagan, I, from my understanding, she's a consequentialist. You know, what are the consequences? She always yes. thinks herself that way. I thought I, I was fascinated by hearing Gorsuch, Gorsuch's example, because in that same section three, it also talks yeah. about aid or comfort to yeah. a foreign enemy. And he gives an example of section three. What if um, if a president, you know, sides with an enemy that's trying to destroy us and gives them money and aids them? And he's talking about Biden giving yeah. funds to Iran. I mean, he was he was describing yes. Biden wanting to give him funds to Iran without saying it. He's mm -hmm. like, could that person be removed off all these? I mean, so because because there's an aid or comfort element sure, of to Section course. three of of, of, of the Fourteenth Amendment. I thought that hit home. I thought that was a very interesting. I mean, they yeah. just it seemed like all the justices <clears throat> kind of were on board to the gravity of what this meant. I mean, what does this truly mean that you have this? I mean, and and, and it seemed like they understood the seriousness. Of, of of the country existing moving forward, I was that is hopeful to me. I but now whether it's going to be nine zero no, or seven two or on that. Interesting, you're you're, you're right. The, the Jason Murray. The, well, how, who do you how do you engage on that? So you had multiple justices asking about the implications. Yeah, right. What are the consequences to your point? And and you could see I, I keep coming back um, to, uh, to to sort of the, the interaction with with uh, with Roberts, and and he just. He's, and, and in Alito, I thought Alito was interesting, too, because Alito was getting a little exasperated in that regard as well, where he's basically saying, look, what what are the implications? You know, getting back to this concept of uniformity, where you have different state courts and different state officials coming up with different standards yeah. for whether or not they're going to retain or keep a national candidate. Um, and, and so so Alito's peppering him with questions. And, and you see Murray constantly dismiss them like they're a non-issue. Because remember, we're here to get Trump. I, I don't want to get caught up in this minutia. Anybody listening to the hearing could see that, and then and then and then Lolito actually said, "Look, I'm I'm not." Uh, you had all these non-responses from Murray, and then you had Alito basically say, "I'm not I'm not really getting a lot of help here." Mm.
where you're not engaging yeah. with what I'm saying. Yeah. You're dismissing what I'm saying. Well, you're and answering you the throw, question you want to answer. Talk about deflect. Right? And then you throw words around like frivolous to Roberts. Mm. I mean, if you're going to get anybody to jump over, it could be Roberts. That's not a guy you want to piss off. I don't know. Question for you, and I wonder what Patrick would have to say about it. Um, can we really take the questioning from the justices as a clear indication of how they will vote? Hmm. Um, you get an indication. I mean, you can look at the Patrick was talked talked briefly about that. He he seems to think is what kind of the question that I posed a while back that it, it it's it's as, it's going to be a nine zero. Right? Yeah. yeah, I know that. I mean, I I never said it was going to be a nine zero. I always said before in in the weeks past. I hope it is a nine zero. Right. It should be a nine zero. This needs yep. to be a strong message. Now he's unsure about he's unsure about. Um, Sotomayor, I think she's unsure about herself too. But I mean, when it comes to Jackson and Kagan, I don't know how you take their questioning, take their questioning, and then them not be at least a concurring opinion. I just don't know how you do that. This is one of those foundational issues, and there's been some nine zero decisions before. I mean, even with this this court, this needs to be one of them. And it could be an eight one, I guess. It could be a dissent from. So Patrick seems to think that he's he's leaning towards a nine zero after hearing those because you can't. Tell me who was against it, other than Sotomayor being quiet. Uh, who do you think supported Colorado's position? No, I, I, exactly. Questioning. So right. you if, if, you look, if you look that. at the questioning, I, I, I would have to agree with you. Um, I just believe that we're dealing with ideologues here, unfortunately, in, in the persons of Sonia Sotomayor. Uh, Kagan, much less so. Um, but I, I think that uh, between Sotomayor and Kentanji Brown-Jackson, I think you could see, uh, unfortunately, an 8-1 to a 7-2. By the way, I wish, I, I just want to say it right now, I, re I want to be as wrong about that I, as, as ever. Um, I really do. You're not very hopeful, George. I really want to be wrong about that. But <laughs> I, right. I, I think we, we the, the nation needs a 9-0. I agree. The the nation nation needs that was my point before. The nation needs a 9-0 on this one. I we mean, at, at least an 8-1, but... Let's see what happens. I mean, I, I don't, I can't imagine Kagan going over from with with Jackson, the way she sounded, and the questions, her concerns. I, I'd be, I, how do you justify that position? Not she would have to, but it's definitely not going to pass. But, <clears throat> but still, I mean, it, it, you need a strong message being sent on this issue. The, how does this relate to Americans in every way? But I think personally, you brought it up. The issue of due process, I think, was a was a is a lingering issue that's even on the back of everybody, every American's mind, because this is why Trumps. Trump's popularity continues to skyrocket. People are associating their own situation with him. They are associating themselves with Trump. If they can get him like that, they can get me. If due process doesn't apply to Trump, it's not going to apply to me. Kavanaugh, I thought, made that point very, very well. And he actually came back and said, look, Congress has a bunch of statutes at their disposal right now. Yeah. If they wanted, in fact, to call this an insurrection and hold him accountable uh, appropriately. And, and so he hasn't even been charged with that. Again, that issue was forthrightly dismissed by Jason Murray, and that, and Kagan seemed to be, be on that as well. This enabling power yes. did, did they have this? Did Congress enact a statute that yes. enables them to even have this authority right. to do that? Since That's the section exactly doesn't specifically right. say president. Remember, there's another section exactly that right. says the president appoints officers because that's, that's exactly. the whole issue of he's an officer well if you appoint an officer how can you be an officer to appoint another ex officer excellent point and, and so sitting on that court yeah. is the chief justice john roberts who presided over a case in the court years ago basically saying that an officer is appointed right not elected yeah so you're barking up the wrong yeah, tree man. here it's they came complete this guy came completely unprepared it was all about emotion so he argued for 30 minutes and then there were 10 minutes allocated for the colorado secretary of state's attorney who basically spent 10 minutes making another emotional argument, how, how the, making basically the argument that the state should have absolute authority to disqualify any candidate, including a national candidate. Under what standard, did she say? Oh, this is the state's rights. And did she take questions or she just gave a statement? No, no, this is, this is 10 minutes, and she basically was basically a soliloquy. So I, I think that people should watch it. They should follow it. It's a good pulse of where we are. I think everything that's good about the country was there, and everything that's bad about it was in the same in the same uh, but, but, exchange. But this is this is look. I think what we're seeing on full display. You see that. You see, <laughs> and, and I just I'm so I'm so it, it, it's hopeful that the truth comes out. I mean, look, we're, we're going to talk on the after show about Joe Gonzalez and the Ren Collection, the collective. More came out this week. I mean, so you're seeing this. I mean, 
that that group in Austin apparently was is running the DA's office, and it and, and people are yeah. talking about it at the courthouse. Yeah. People are talking about it in our legal in our legal uh, uh, circles, and people are seeing it. I mean, I mean, it it should be alarming that you have this collective think tanks around the world that are running elected officials versus the elected <clears throat> officials influencing other people. We got it all backwards. This this administrative state has gone way out of control, and then you have these these special interest groups running the show. They're, they weren't elected people. They weren't elected by the people for the people. They're definitely not of the people because they don't understand the pulse of each individual community. And so the rent collective situation has come up even more this week, and people, we, we need to talk about that. But you're seeing this 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 similar thread, not only nationally but locally here too. I think people are waking up now. Does the, does the wake-up call get them out of bed and, and to vote a different way and get away from that tribalistic mindset that I'm always going to have this label and this label? It, it, that's why I always try to engage to Michael Rappaport's point and whatever, Killer Mike or whatever. It's about ideas. You go, you, you, you're voting for a set of ideas that are going to influence your community, and, and you hope to like the person you're voting for, but you're really voting for ideas. you got to get past this whole popularity contest does all that stuff matter? Yes. Are we still dealing with people with emotions? Yes. Do people make knee-jerk reactions? Yes. Do people in politics lie and BS us? Absolutely. I got it. But that's what, that's what we have to be involved. That's what we have to educate ourselves and why our founding fathers wanted an educated populace and a virtuous populace. If you're virtuous, then you don't need government trying to be big, big, big daddy. I mean, right now, look at New York. You can't walk down the street. People are sending me videos every, almost every week, for sure, every week, almost every day yep. of another incident. People walking down the street, just people boldly coming up. They're attacking police officers. And then these, these illegal aliens are flipping people off on the way out. That's okay. So where's that at? That's why this Mayorkas thing was a big deal. And those Republicans that backed deal. out a huge should deal. be ashamed of themselves. They yes. should be kicked. They should a be voted deal. out immediately. And we can talk about Mike Johnson yep. and whether he understood the pulse of his, of his party at the time and why he went to vote. And those are things that we just have enough time on the show. We'll have to address all these things on the after show because they're all interrelated. And, and, what those and what they mean. actually yeah. mean yeah. to us and then how this leads up to November. And look, if we don't think that there's going to be a big push to, 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 to fight back and to keep things as they are, right. we've got to be ready for that as well. And what does that mean moving forward as well? So, guys, I hope that you guys enjoyed the show. Share it with someone that you, you think might enjoy this. Um, I'm going to make a, a self, uh, just a shameful plug here. Uh, you know, consider uh, supporting my brother for state representative in District 121. Whoever lives in that district, share with people that live in that district. Uh, you know, ask him questions. Go to his website. And God bless you guys. Have a wonderful weekend. Please join us on the after show on Facebook. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Live. Thank you. The preceding show was paid for by the LaHood Norton Law Group. The views and opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily represent those of WOAI and iHeartMedia. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.